What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Thrones, or should I say hashtag Pod of Thrones. I am your host, King in the West, Dino Red. And as always, I have with me my right-hand man, my ride or die, the original Dragon Slayer, Lord Latone Hart. I'm Lord Latone over here holding his lizard lion, but I don't have grayscale, so it's not that hard. But I'm ready, man. We're back to the realm, back to Westeros. Episode four, The Book of the Stranger. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. A lot of people enjoyed this episode. We started off at Castle Black, which is where there's no brothers, but it's called Castle Black. And John is there cleaning out his office like a CEO, and he's decided to leave Longclaw there for Dolores Ed because the White Walkers are coming. And I thought that was very nice. I mean, you know, John's leaving. He's kind of like leaving, telling his 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 replacement, you, you know, those zombies are coming, so I'm going to leave this sword for you. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, okay, is he leaving that for him, or is he just like kind of playing with it while John gets this packing, you know? I think he was, he was leaving it for him because I think John is like, I'm done with all of this. I'm I'm going to Dorne. I'm going to get one of them sand snakes, see some titties, sit on the beach. He was like done with all of that. But then the gates of Castle Black open and one of the b- brothers in black starts playing Reunited, Peaches and Herbs on the and horn. And it feels so good. <laughs> yep. And thank the mother, Sansa showed up. And I thought she was going to go Lauren Hill and show up two hours late and miss John. But Sansa's there and John is there. And everybody who watches this show is like, no way. Yeah, I, I was ready for another for a traditional George R.R. R. Martin near miss like we've been getting since season one. I mean, to be honest, I had I had said, uh, I believe, on this show that I didn't think that any of the Stark children would ever see each other again. And I was really I, re- I really believe that. So. I was shocked. I was prepared for, you know, um, John to go head on out and then Sansa to show up like the next day or something and just barely miss him like has been done so many times before. And so when the horn sounded and the gate opened, like I like just knew it wasn't Sansa. And then with Sansa, I was like, whoa, I was shocked. I I literally was like, none of the Stark kids have seen each other since like episode one or two. Right. Like, I think Arya's seen Sansa when their father died, 
but they didn't see each other. Like they were in the, but they haven't really talked or really seen each other. Yeah, they, so, yeah. Sansa and Arya were to, they were together a little bit longer because they were together up. They were together in King's Landing up until Ned died. Yep, and that's when they got separated. But yeah, the rest of them hadn't seen each other since you know. And then Rickon and Bran, they were together for a while up until like season three or something, and then they yeah. went their separate ways. But everybody was on edge. I really thought like maybe Ollie was going to come back to life and shoot an arrow into Sansa before <laughs> she got to John. But it didn't happen. Sansa and John embrace. The Starks are reunited. And I'm reminded all of a sudden that Sansa could dunk on John. Like she's much taller than him. Oh, much yeah. Much taller. He must be, he must be like 5'2. Yeah, John, yeah, yeah, John is the, uh, or the, the, character, the, the actor who plays John Kit. Kit Carrington or whatever his name is, he's a little bitty dude. He's a little bitty, little bitty dude. Well, you know, going off um, off the show, do you know most male actors in Hollywood, they prefer them to be like under 5'9 because most women are that height. And they, when they're doing couples or they're doing scenes, they don't like it when men are way taller than the women because of how you got to shoot it. To shoot, right. I, I didn't know exactly what the reason was, but yeah, it's been a long you know, because I live out here in LA, so we, we've been we've known for a long time that most of the actors are uh, midgets. The men are really short. Yeah. Well, like I said, John is ready to move south. Sansa's like, "Hey, let me tell you all this. We got to go north." And John is ready to move south, like I did in '99. He's like, "Fuck these snow tires, these icicles, these long underwear, these boots, these shovels. Uh, I'm I'm going to the Gulf where the women are good looking and they got great food." But Sansa's like, "No." You know, we got to get back to North. But the most interesting thing that happened in this whole episode is my boy Tormin sees Brienne. I thought I was the only one that recognized that. I, I, I Okay, so you caught that too. He... He Big saw, red wildling song. Oh my god. His that nigga's floor, his mouth just hit the floor. He's like, I'm gonna fuck her. <laughs> Damn, they got fine women like that in the South. <laughs> yeah, man. It was like it is so funny because Brienne keeps looking at him, peeping her out, but I don't think Brienne is used to being looked at like that. So yeah, I think no she one, thinks no one, no one thinks she's attractive. No one's so right. yeah, she's she's she doesn't know how to respond. Right. She thinks he wants to fight or something. She's like, I'll fuck you, <laughs> I'll fuck you up. Let's fight. You want to fight? We can go. Cause Brienne is like, she's ready to throw down. She thinks she's like, she'll like, I'll whoop your little red ass. <laughs> she's gonna find out a little different. She's gonna get treated like a lady. <laughs> Cause my man was looking at her like like Scarface, man, I saw this chick so fine. So fine, she made me sick sometimes. <laughs> Had to get that chick one time. He's looking at her like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yep, yep. I was like, okay, okay. I see you, Tormund. I see you. I see you, dog. Because <laughs> north of the wall, you know, Gilly is hot. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like, and Egret was like a supermodel. Oh, Egret, we had, Egret wouldn't mess with none of them. That's why they were all like mad at you, like, well, you like him because he's pretty or something. Egret <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, she's had whoever she wanted up there. But you know, uh, Tormund was talking about like back, uh, like maybe in the earlier episodes when he first showed up, he talked about how he fucked the bear and the bear bit the tip of his dick off or something like that, and he still had that's- a. 
he 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 likes to fuck animals and seals. Talks about how soft and wet they were. So he's looking at this big woman like, "Woo, that's a big polar bear, bitch." I yeah. So if Brienne finds out about that though, that could ruin his chances. I'm looking at it like this: Brienne is still a woman, <laughs> and there's she still needs to get broke off and somebody to treat her like she's everything. That's she, true. She's gonna love it. She, she might climb the goddamn wall and move north and get a, get a little gray suit and everything. <laughs> no, nah, she can't do that. She pledged her life to Sansa, so. <laughs> climb the wall herself. Now, Davos, who's up north, finally remembers that he was loyal to Stannis once upon a time, and he finally asked Melisandre, mm-hmm. hey, what happened? And what happened to the little girl? Like, he all of a sudden fell in love with John and just forgot about his old crew. Yeah. But, but she's like, hey, I'm I'm all about John now. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. She's like, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> she's she's all about a cult leader. She, I need a new leader. Oh, John's my new cult leader. Mm-hmm. Talk about Stannis. But um But Davos acting like he on the John Snow train too. But you know who don't care? I like how Brienne walked up to both of them like, Hey, I know y'all. I know y'all used to run with Stannis. I know y'all killed my boy Renly with some magic and shit. And I don't forgive and I don't forget. I know both of y'all. I killed him. I executed him. And I knew you were going to be happy about that. She said she executed Stannis. So I'm going to rescind my theory that Stannis is alive. (laughs) Finally. And the showrunners must have heard me and said, we've got to put out some evidence. Because I didn't believe he was dead until she said I executed him. Finally. which is odd because, you know. I was going to ask you, did you think she lied about it? I was like, wait, you know, she's the honorable, so. Pretty serious about her shit. She's like, you know, I don't forgive and I don't forget. Right. So I, you know, they, she might kill one of them. She doesn't seem, you know, unless unless Tormund's got her, you know, up against the wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah, unless he got her, yeah, biting her bottom lip or something. She might, because uh, she was like, fuck Stannis and I'll fuck you up too. Yeah, but Tormund be playing at a door when he saw her. He was like, woo See, Melisandre, at least she got the Red Witch. At least she got some magic to kind of use for some defense or whatever. But uh, Davos, Davos, he he don't stand a chance against Brienne. She whipped that ass. We head to the Vale, and the Vale is really mysterious. We don't hear a lot about the Vale. We haven't met a lot of houses in the Vale. What I do know is the Vale has the largest army in Westeros. And we go to the Vale, and Littlefinger still runs it there. And we see young Robin who's there shooting arrows worse than Dennis Rodman at a three-point competition. (laughs) He's missing everything. Like, And my boy Littlefinger shows up for the first time this season with a new pinky ring and a new cape looking like Doctor Strange. (laughs) Looking like the Westeros pimp. He's definitely pimping. He, He... he brings Robin a falcon because he knows Robin likes to throw everything out the moon door. At least he can throw this out the moon door and it'll come back. Right. Well, it ain't going to come back. It'll fly the fuck away. It'll probably come back. It's it's in captain. It'll probably fly back. And this is where the food is. Why you keep throwing me out this door? <laughs> Robin's like, throw it out the moon door. Everything. I want to throw everything out the moon door. And uh, He ain't so got like, no toys because he threw everything out the moon door. Everything. everything I think. Like Littlefinger. Let me get him. All his Legos. <laughs> Everything's everything's down to. I want to go to the bottom of the moon door and see all the bodies and bones and stuff down there. And toys. He can't even build a whole castle because half the Legos at the bottom of the moon door. Moon. <laughs> yeah. All kinds and, of uh, missing Sir servants. Got a little finger. 
Sir Royce, who's from a big family in the Vale, questions Littlefinger like, hey, how did Sansa end up with Ramsay? Mm-hmm. You know, he's calling his bluff. He's like, you know, that was your plan, huh? And Littlefinger cuts that off like, hey, uh, you're the only one that knew. What do you think we should do about it, Lord Robin? And he's like, throw him out the moon door! <laughs> <laughs> fly, Robin, fly! <laughs> and the crazy thing is he's the Lord of the Vale, but he's like basically like retarded, but he'll kind of do whatever Littlefinger suggests. Oh, yeah, that's Uncle Peter, of course. Yeah, he's like, do you want to go help Sansa? Yeah, that's my cousin! <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's Peter is ruling through Robin. Yeah, really. And the funny thing is, Robin is really just completely innocent and, a, and an idiot. But the people in the Vale will obey him because he's their lord. They, you know, they're loyal to the Aaron's. Right. He's the lord. So it's kind of crazy. It's like I'm surprised no one's like, "Hey, we're not listening to this." Is that just the birth defect or whatever that he's like half retarded or something? Or what's up with that? I think yeah, I I don't know what his his issue is, but he was he's kind of born. Yeah, he's just an extra chromosome, big headed type of motherfucker. Yeah, and that's really it. Okay, I was just wondering if they in the books shed a no, little light no, on it. No, just norm, you know, just like anybody else could have a retarded kid, right? Like Hordor or whatever. Well, actually, something they kind of leading us to retarded, believe yeah. something happened to Hordor though, or Let's Willis. On to King's Landing, which has been kind of boring. You know what's interesting? Remember at the start of this series, everybody wanted to be in King's Landing? Mm. Now nobody really wants to be in King's Landing. Yeah, I have to say I have a little beef with, with, with this uh, this storyline here. It I understand why they're kind of dragging it out, but it's not working for me. You know, I understand that, you know, they need certain things to line up and it's kind of hard and they're juggling so many different storylines and all that. But they're doing a poor job of me believing that. I mean, I just don't like the way this little uh, Bernie Sanders religious fanatic is got like all these lead all the the king and and and, and all these uh, heads of families of the most powerful people in Westeros. He got them pretty much shaking in their boots or whatever, and and taking all this time. To, for the problem to be handled. I mean, these people go to war, fight real wars, whatever. He got a couple hundred, uh, homeless, uh, homeless Christians with some knives and, and they can't take them out. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This has gone on way too long. That's because nothing is greater than the power of belief. Yeah. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. This has been, this should have been handled a long time ago. A long time ago. It's just ridiculous. They got the queen in a freaking dungeon for I don't know how long. Seems like months. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's a testament to religion and how belief really controls. Think about like Islam and the Catholicism and the Crusades. Belief is is powerful, and I think that's what they're showing. Plus, you know our author is George R. R. Martin is a devoted atheist. So everything about religion in this series tends to be nefarious or evil in a subtle way. Right. But I'm just, I'm saying it's just, I get that, but I'm just the lack of action on the part of, I mean, now Jamie's back and you got, so you got Jamie, you got Cersei's out, you got Tommen, you got, uh, um, uh, the, the mother Tyrell and, and the, the, the whole small, I mean, you got, 
the the Lannister army. You got the Tyrell army. You just got all this at your disposal, and everybody is still running around like chickens with their head cut off and don't know how to deal with this, uh, you know, this little religious fanatic. And, and you know, because of belief is because in their minds, even even though this guy Bernie Sparrow is nobody, in the back of the people's minds that want to attack him, they're worried about. Well, will I offend the gods? And when you have that power against you, it's it's kind of paralyzing. Well, if see, I don't, they're, I don't think they're doing a good job of bringing. Because see, I'm not getting that. If I buy that explanation that you're giving me, but I don't think that the show is doing a good job of 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 making me see that because I'm not really getting that. I'm getting that they're unbelievers, and and they don't really believe in him or the gods. And uh, they don't have a problem with taking them out. They just don't know how to. Now, maybe it's because I'm in the Bible Belt and I see this daily. I see people paralyzed by belief on the constantly. So but, I, I kind of just convey what I see on a daily basis to the show. And you being in California, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's applying because you're like, hey, I don't really say it. No, nah, man, I was, I was, I'm raised, I was raised a PK, man. I'm a, I'm a pastor's <laughs> kid. No, my, my whole family is is saved, so I get that. But they're not believers. It, that that doesn't work if you're not a believer. It only works if you're a believer. That's the key part. So if they were faithful, faith militants. Think, now, if this was if this was Lansell who wasn't, then I would I would buy it because he he's a believer. But these people aren't believers. I think all of them are believers. No, nah, they're not believers. Not at all. Moving on. Bernie Sparrow, <laughs> I think he's starting to fall for the Marjorie young girl spell that all older men are are victim to. If a young, beautiful, because even though she's in the dungeon, she's <laughs> still a good looking woman because he starts telling her his life story of how he was Jimmy Choo and how he used to make shoes and he was <laughs> frat party and <laughs> Like he's going into his whole life story. And I'm like, why are you telling her your whole life story? And Marjorie, I think Marjorie's starting to say, like, yeah, he's 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 starting to feel me. I guess. I don't know. You might be right. But Marjorie is like. Because she even says to her brother, Loris, she even says, hey, you know, stay strong. We, we're going to play this out to the end. I, she's kind of like, I, I see this. And, and Loris is like, no. Loris seems to have had all seven points of the star shoved up his moon door. He seems like <laughs> he seems like he's every night like the scepter is coming in there and she's treating him like <laughs> Joe Paterno and and, and that other dude. What was that? <laughs> coach. What else is now I forget his name. Treating him like a uh uh African Bambada's crate boy. Yeah, yeah, he seems like he's getting getting it. Cause Loris, he just says, "Just make it stop, please." Kind of sounding like me at a party when I'm hearing Drake music. I mean, he's just, <laughs> oh, no, just please stop. <laughs> Loris is bad, but Marjorie says something to him. She's like, "Hey, just stay strong. I I see a way out. I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing it." She <laughs> she she was like, "I'm playing the game." She said something to him like, hey, I kind of got him on the hook. And I was like, mm-hmm. That's my girl Marjorie. She She's not stupid. She's she's her grandmother's granddaughter. Oh, yeah. She's not dumb by any means. Now, the Lannister twins. Now, this is interesting. Whatever Tommen told Cersei, the Sparrow told Tommen. But I, I'm wondering who's who's playing who. Because Jamie and Cersei seem to think that they're going to make Marjorie do the walk of atonement 
Right. Now, I'm I know Bernie Sparrow knows whatever he told Tom and Tommen's going to tell his mom. Right. So something's going to give here, but they believe she's going to do the walk of shame too, the exposing of the rose. And they're like, no, we can't have that. And we're going to go to war. Now the veil has the most soldiers, the biggest army, the reach has the second largest army. So Jamie and the flower knights are going to obviously try to stop this, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is a setup on the sparrows, because I think they're setting them up. I don't think what he told Tommen is true. I think that Bernie Sanders might be setting Tommen up because yeah. he made Tommen promise. Yeah. So if Tommen tells his mother, which he did, that means mm-hmm. he lied, which mm-hmm. is a sin. Yeah. So he might come after Tommen to kill him. And because we know all Cersei kids end up dead. So this might be how he ends up dying. Yeah, you you know what? That's yeah. When I halt that whole scene, I stopped and thought about it. It seems too easy, and Cersei's never as smart as she thinks she is. Never. Whatever she thinks going on is always like wrong. But for the first time, she finally got Lady Olena on her side. But Lady Olena still had to hit her with a little something. You know, she's always got to hit her. Yeah. You done lost your your dignity and your authority. What what else? What else you gonna lose? <laughs> she always, you know, she don't never not take a shot. No, always takes a shot. We end up on Pike, which is one of the least interesting places in Westeros. It's very ugly, and I don't understand how somehow the most hated man and most wanted man in the North, Theon Reek, found a ferry to the Iron Islands. Who who gave him passage? <laughs> he had a horse, but. Everybody's looking for him. I told you he was going to the Iron Islands. Well, I, but that's the only place he could go. That's home for him. But yeah. I'm surprised someone just didn't knock him over the head and take him back to Ramsey. Yeah. <coughs> and that meeting went exactly like how I envisioned it, too. <coughs> well, his sister's kind of a, she's being kind of a bee about it. Of course you she is. Came to save me. Then you listened to Ramsey talk and let him open the dog cages. You could have stabbed him. He didn't have no shirt on. He didn't have no shoes on. Yeah. Like, y'all didn't really try to save me. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, she's mad at, at Theon, but I agree with you. I feel like she could have came a little harder. And also, she needs to, if she has, I know she don't know the full extent of his torture, but she knows enough. I feel like she knows enough by the fact that she got uh, his dick in a box. And I think she also knows enough just by the, the reputation of Ramsey. Um, she should have a little more compassion for her brother and try to understand where, where his mind state was, you know, at that time. Yeah. And then she's worried about him coming there. Like she really was, a, Oh, you're only here. Cause you want to be the King, which he just escaped torture he ain't thinking about that right that's her whole thing that's her whole thing she was like okay here come another and now the, and the thing is i know that she she believes and knows and it's, and it's and it's true i mean we all know it's true that the ironborn are not gonna follow theon now in this state that he's in and after all that he's been through they, there's no way they're gonna fo- follow him however they will use his presence there as uh as as a way to weaken her claim to the throne and I think that's what she's afraid of. Well, she, she, you know, this show was about a lot of reunions. A lot of people came together, Loris and Marjorie, uh, John and Sansa. Mm-hmm. 
and Yara and Theon. Right. She really like was kind of like, damn, kind of don't want to see your family if if your family's Ironborn. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we, had, we need a new name for for Theon because he's like not Theon anymore. Uh, now he's not Reek anymore. He's kind of like a little bit of both and not quite all of either. We should call him like Recon. <laughs> Recon. <laughs> we go to Marine across the, the shivering sea, and Tyrion is having a summit for slavers where he gives them seven years of slave. Like, hey, you can have slavery for seven more years. Mm-hmm. And he off- also offers them some free-range prostitutes because they're not slave prostitutes. But, you know, these ones get to go and hoe for whoever they want to. But it's kind of weird. Tyrion kind of showed off his white privilege. He's like, oh, I understand slavery. I, I was a slave. Right. How long were you a slave, Miss Andrew said? Yeah, she, she uh, checked a couple it. Days. She checked it. Uh, um, you, don't, you know nothing of slavery. <laughs> that is how a lot of white privilege. Oh, I understand. I was, I was poor for like two weeks. <laughs> My family's been poor for six generations well well you know i can't really go there yeah but in his defense whether he fully uh can relate to it 100 percent or not he's still right you know he's still right he's still right he he's allowing slavery misandre and young obama are like what the hell no slavery at all right and that's why they're in the fucking problem that they're in right now well the same this almost mirrors what happened with um abraham lincoln he tried to do this with the South. I'll let you guys abolish slavery over four years. And they said after the terms, they were like, screw this. We're going to war. And I think that's what's going to happen. They're like, we're not going to give it up. So the only way you're going to get it to change is through conflict because they're just not going to. No one's going to give up their system of privilege and advantage willingly. Right. And Tyrion's kind of misguided thinking this is going to happen. But and I and I get where young Obama and Misandry are from. They're like, man, the slave slavers are evil. They're not you can't believe anything they're saying. You know, you can't trust this. And he's like, Well, I trust their self interest. Right. He trusts their greed pretty much. Speaking of Misandry, why are her pants so big? Is she planning to to hang glide somewhere? She had like the her pants are like enormous. Like she could jump off a cliff and float and fly away. Speaking of Misandry, did you see the look that she gave when those prostitutes came in? She didn't like that at all. She, <laughs> she just like she's like I'm not here for this. No, no, yeah, I remember last episode she was like, yeah, the slavers used to play games with me too. It's like, oh really? I'm gonna play a little game with you. <laughs> little game. And what's up with the guy from Young Kai? He had the same outfit on this episode as he had when Daenerys bought the Unsullied from him a long time ago. Like he never changed his clothes, or not? That was the guy from Astapor when when she was disagreeing with them and and released the slaves. He had the same outfit on. Like, get a new suit, man. Get speaking, a new little gown. Speaking of outfits, is there like a a eunuch uniform? Because everybody takes one look at Varys and automatically knows he's a eunuch. So I'm just wondering is the, the, the is he wearing the official uh, uniform of the eunuch? Where they hold their head or something. Yeah, it's like, you, okay, you bald and have on this outfit. That means you have no balls. And it's the eunuch out. <laughs> because I'm like, how did everybody know that as soon as they take a look at him? You that know, is a good question. <laughs> they do. They're just like, oh, dickless. Yeah, yeah. You got a midget and a dickless over here, you know, and we're looking for the queen. They do do that immediately. Immediately. 
head to Winterfell, where Osha has taken a bath and and she's trying to do the whole Theon Reek trick on Ramsay. Mm-hmm. You know, she's you know trying to do the little sex kitten, I'm gonna stab you type of thing. But Ramsay's a psychopath. I mean, Osha tells Ramsay she's literally seen a man eat a dick, and he kind of got turned on. Like, oh wow. <laughs> Eat them. <laughs> Eat them. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> but it failed for her. He stabbed her so quick, and then he went back to eating his apple. He didn't even think about it. No, he didn't. And I'd like to know, he is he like Ramsey Scissorhands? Because this motherfucker just knives be coming out of nowhere all the time with him. Like, just nowhere. Just long-ass knives just come out of nowhere. He did it with his daddy, then he did it again with Osha. I'm like, this is the fucking Ramsey Scissorhands over here. He does keep blades on him all the time. He he definitely keeps a lot of blades on him. And he kind of remembered that, you know, Theon, when he tortured him, told him told him everything that happened, and he and he kind of knew about Osha. So he was kind of ready for her. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. We go back to Castle Black, and it's time for dinner. And it doesn't look like they have much on the, the menu. <laughs> And Tormund, he's eating and falling in love. He's he's glaring at Brienne, drooling. You know, I'm gonna make her take me to Red Lobster. I'm a, I'm mm. got that. And you know the funny part when you watch it again, I watched it twice. Watch Podrick. <laughs> Podrick's looking at him like, oh he what? Oh wow. <laughs> Podrick's, Oh, Brand doesn't understand. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's like she ain't never seen that come hither look before. I want him to hit it, so I want him to hit it. Yeah, I, I would like I, for that to happen too. How she acts after that? Yeah, like she gonna want some eyeliner and stuff. Like, oh, I want some makeup, Sansa. How can I get pretty? You know, yeah, she gonna, just, yeah, she she get the digging on turn into a little girl. I mean, she'll still be a warrior, but you know, she, you know, she'll be picking flowers and shit. I just, I can't wait. And then a writer from Winterfell comes with a letter from the new Lord Bolton, mm-hmm. and the letter ill. I mean, it was like a diss record. I mean, I think the first line said, first off, fuck your bitch," and you click your claim. Winterfell <laughs> is mine, bastard. Yeah, I mean, he went hit him up. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. That was that was a diss record right there. It was. He's like, man, I'll rape your sister. i kill your brother. i, I tap dance on the, the dire wolf rug. Mm-hmm. Bring your soldiers, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he was clowning. He was yeah. he was he was clowning for real, real hard in that letter. And and John is trying not John really wants to go get a little beach house on the on the and just leave Retire. everything alone. He don't want none of it. Mm-hmm. Sansa has become a general. She's like, fuck this. A monster has taken our home. We will never be safe if we don't take back the North. I thought that was a little odd coming from Sansa, who just the only thing that she's managed to do is run away from from Ramsey with the help of uh, Recon. Other than that, she haven't done shit. She's been a victim since yeah. season one. And that's good. I think that's her transformation. She's like, fuck the victim. Like I've been a victim. Okay, I get all that, but she kind of went zero. She went to zero two hundred real quick, real quick. The two hundred. Yeah, because like she's like, I would like to do it with you, but if you don't, I'm doing. Like really, what what are you gonna do by yourself with? Oh, you, Brienne, and Podrick gonna go and take Winterfell back because that's all you got. Like really, that's dark blood. It's kick. She's getting. 
She's getting a little Aria in her. Yeah, I like the fact that she's bucking up or whatever, but I think they went a little too far too fast, and it wasn't believable for me because that line about I'll, I, I'll do it with or without you because, like, what really – what are you going to do without him? You can't wipe your ass without Jon Snow. <laughs> really, I, I like it because I think Sansa – is a Stark. Everybody knows she's a Stark. Everybody knew her mother with that bright red hair. I think if she if she assumes that role, I think she's going to be able to pull in a lot of the houses of the North. Well, I think well Jon Snow, Snow is going to help her. He said he, as much as he would, but if Jon Snow wasn't rallying behind her, I don't think she'd have a leg to stand oh, on. He's getting pieces. Look, she got Brienne. She get, now she gets Jon and the Wildlings. You know, all Brienne got to do is 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 fuck Tormund. She got all the wildlings and one one. She got a giant. I mean, she's she's putting together a squad. <laughs> gonna go to Bear Island because I see that on the preview, and they're at Bear Island. They get some of the Bear Island girls. The girls from Bear Island are crazy. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about them. I have to I have to look Dora, them up. Dora's from um, Bear Island in the north, and the women there are a phenomenal warriors, as are the men, and they're very loyal to the Starks. You know, they get the Manderleys. There's there's a lot of houses in the north that are still loyal to them. So, they, I mean, shit, they still got the reeds. But moving forward, we head over to the Dothraki Sea and Vos Dothrak, the only city in the Dothraki world, which kind of reminds me of New Orleans because, you know, you got people drunk in the street and having sex in corners. And Dario's like, shit, I, I need to be Dothraki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Super Dario brothers are having a good time. They're still looking <laughs> You know, Jorah shows him his grayscale and they keep dissing each other like, oh, I can't wait till you disappoint her. And she moves on from you. Oh, well, you're a little too old to be riding a dragon. You can't ride the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just be dissing each other like, man, come on, man. You know, you know, I'm hitting that, right? You know know that, right? (laughs) And Dario, you know. He doesn't understand the rules. He's not supposed to bring his knife into town, but he doesn't care. He brings his knife into town, and he kills somebody. Now they have to hit him upside the head with a stone to make it so they can't see the knife wound, because if the Dothraki sees somebody killed somebody with a sword, they're going to go crazy. Right. And Jorah, what is Jorah's problem? He tries to throw sand at a Dothraki. That's kind of like trying to throw a snowball at a White Walker. That's That, that was... <laughs> Even the dude looked like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, the, he's kind of desperate right now. That uh, grayscale is wearing on him. You see how he had trouble getting up the hill, and Dario was trying to clown him about his age. That that wasn't age. That's that grayscale uh, yeah. kicking in, and he he's not long for this world. That sickness is kicking in. Yeah. Meanwhile, Daenerys needs to make water, so she tells Alice Walker, you know, so she can go to the bathroom. And... How how convenient was it that they found her? Like, th- is that city that small, or were they watching her? Like, bang! I guess she's the only person there with blonde hair. <laughs> she is kind of easy to spot. I guess she'd be pretty easy to spot. They come to her rescue, and Dario's ready to kill kill the bitch real quick. He was he was on. He's up. He's yeah. Like, no, don't kill her. And Danny has a plan. Now this shocked everybody. Daenerys is taken before Call Fi Kalasar. You know the frat of the called Dragos and Calfuegos and called Nogo, who the hell knows. And they offer her several forms of romantic rape. (laughs) (laughs) They offer her several different forms. Yeah. 
And I said this to my girlfriend as I watched the show. I said, oh, shit. She said, what? I said, anytime you threaten a woman and she smiles or grins, there's a fucking problem coming. Yeah, I knew at that point that. that uh, I didn't know, but I was like, either she knows Dragon. That's what I'm thinking. She must feel Dragon or something. Because anytime a woman kind of grins, like, I'm going to fuck you up. And she's like, okay. That's when you'd be like, hey, wait a minute. Something I don't see. <laughs> Something I don't see. Yeah, as soon as she told them that you guys need to all follow me, I was like, oh, she about to kill all them motherfuckers. And then, yeah, and then that that was a great scene because she kind of brought up the time in one of the, my favorite scenes of Game of Thrones when Khal Drago did go crazy in that room where he said he was going to go to Westeros on them boats and tear down every building and rape every bitch in the country. Yeah. He went creeps. Oh, I will do this for you. And he started pulling them knives out. I was like, oh, damn. This dude is nuts. <laughs> dude, ain't this dude is going Genghis Khan up in here. Yeah. None of you guys are, you know, basically, I was married to a crazy motherfucker. Oh, y'all is soft. Another, another thing I'm glad about this scene, too, is it puts the rest. I don't know if you know about this, but I don't know how much attention you pay to the boards and stuff like that. I don't think you do. But there was a theory going around because um, a lot of people believed, and rightfully so, we see now, that she is actually immune to fire, right? Mm-hmm. But then the, the Internet was saying, a lot of people on the Internet were saying, like, that might not be the case. The reason why she didn't get burned when the, when the, when the, uh, when the dragons hatch might have been because of some special circumstances, but she may not be immune to fire, like, all the time. And this, and I'm like... I don't see how you guys see to me. It well, seems very there's, cool. There's show, there's show Daenerys and there's book Daenerys book. Daenerys is not immune to fire. Oh, She's okay. been burned before, but whenever there's some magic in a scene, like with the dragons hatching fire, doesn't affect her show Daenerys fire. Doesn't ever affect her. She doesn't, she's, she can't even burn her. Oh, okay. Like, so though they were book readers with that spec. That's why. Okay. That's, so that's what's going on. Because if you just watch the, sh- the, the, the TV show and don't know about the books, it's very clear that she's immune to fire. Very clear. Very clear. Immune to fire. Yeah. So, and that's why she even she even she even like way back in season one she clowned her brother or when uh, her husband killed him and said oh, he wasn't a real dragon because real real you know he was a real dragon fire wouldn't hurt him. Yep. Now I bet you Andre Risen is somewhere having a flashback because Daenerys done burnt down this damn house and he's thinking goddamn left eye. Ooh, I'm glad she burnt down my shit. But uh, Daenerys starts tipping over fire things and lock the door and these guys are like. I never seen fire spread on sand that quickly like that before. Yeah, some wood. I was I was wondering that too. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, aren't these guys warriors? Wouldn't they at least try to choke her or put her in a headlock or something? Like, like, bitch, if I'm a burn, you know, I'm gonna kill you too. Like, fine, we'll all die up in here. They just kind of stand there and, and go s'mores while she walks out. <laughs> Now, she walks out of the fire, and Jorah sees Daenerys naked again, and I think he wanted to beat his shit hard with that stone hand. <laughs> he was, let me let me bring this grayscale out and pump it, because he, he looked like, ooh, ooh. He's and like. Dario was amazed. He was he, like, right. I've been hitting. Right, I right. I should this bitch on fire. Yeah, Jorah was like, okay, he said, like, this is the reason why, this is what happened, this is. Or, yeah, this is why Jor- I'm devoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how I fell and got sprung in the first place. 
when she first came out the fire, it was naked, whatever. That's when he got. I was like, he's been sprung ever since. And now it's like deja vu <laughs> all over again. Oh, time. And then uh, Dario, he was like, you could tell he was like, oh, my God, all this time. I, I was fucking with that. Like, he's like, I had no idea. He's like, man, I could have fucked up and, and been burnt. I could have, she could have burnt me. And <laughs> he was like, <laughs> all this time I thought I was fucking her. She was fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> now there are a lot of widowed Khaleesi's now like she just made a whole bunch of at least 20 new ones oh yeah exactly plus not to mention there was a whole basically a city full of them to begin with and I think it was a great scene to watch all the Dothraki people of color kneel before the symbol of white supremacy <laughs> <laughs> I that was amazing I thought that was special and now base Dothrak is going to need a new welcoming center, too. They done burned it all down. But that was a great scene. And Daenerys doesn't burn. She obviously can't tan either, right? So I hope she's getting a lot of vitamin D. <laughs> well, that's Dario's job. Make sure she gets all the vitamin D she can take. Get some D. Now, Daenerys heard the prophecy to go forward. You must go back. You must light three fires. So that was the second fire. So I guess there'll be one more fire before she gets achieves her goal but that was the big deal she you know episode four is daenerys burning down everything and all the feminists and everybody has gone crazy girl power girl power yay that's all i've been hearing all day but yeah that was, that was a pretty cool scene i mean it's pretty cool i'm still a little shocked that none of the dothrakis tried to attack her when she started everything on fire they're warriors like i figured they'd at least punch her in the face or something they just <laughs> stood there Yep, 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 yep. And that's it. We go forward to episode five. We see the White Walkers. I've been waiting for the White Walkers to come back. So what is your quote of the week? My quote of the week is, I like Dolores. Please just let them win. So make it stop. (laughs) 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 Oh, I enjoyed that greatly. (laughs) Just Laura. let them, just let, let them have it. I just want to get out of here. More Marjorie was like, "That's what he said." <laughs> okay, my quote of the week is comes from none other than Lord Tyrion. It says, "We make peace with our enemies, not our friends." Yeah, that's, that's that's a great quote. Yeah, that was a good one. That makes sense because everybody's like, "How are you?" You know, like negotiating. I'm like, how? That's that's how you come to you know have peace and treaties and stuff. You can't can't have that without you know conversing with the enemy. Your killer is <laughs> my killer of the week. Is I'm gonna go ahead and take the obvious one and uh, Khaleesi for three hundred Alex, where she kills all the Dothraki leaders at one swoop. And, of course, I'm going to take Ramsey killing Osha. And I kind of like the way Osha kind of, like, looked. She was like, fuck, I just, I got stabbed. Yeah. Kind of laid out. And I like how the show is bringing back characters we forgot about and killing them off really quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if so I know next week if we see a character we haven't seen in a while, they're not going to be around for more than two episodes. Mm-hmm. I kind of worried about Lord Robin. I thought, oh, we ain't seen him in a while. He might get shanked. But might do we really care? 
maybe he'll fall out the moon door when he throws his falcon out there. Oh, come back. He'll fall out. <laughs> exactly. But I also I'm a Ramsey guy because I think Ramsey's just I think villains are great and I think Ramsey Ramsey's so casual with a, as being a villain. He's like whereas Joffrey was a brat and just spoiled. Yeah. Kind of like, well, I'm just eating some soup here. I'm eating a sausage and I just cut off your dick. Plus, like, I mean, Joffrey, you just hate. But Ramsey, at least you can respect him. You know what I mean? There's like, you know, because like he, he'll fight. And, you know, he's, he's like we talked about before. You know, he's not a punk. Yeah, he'll go fight. Oh, yeah. And it, like he was he was kind of raised in an environment that was kind of sick. You know, his father was like, well, I raped your mother under a tree and fuck you and you ain't shit. Right. <laughs> so he's kind of whereas Joffrey was just born into privilege. Yes. And yep. that is it for episode four. I'm I'm ready for the war. I'm ready for I'm ready for it to go down. I think these next we only got six more episodes. Yeah. I'm, next three are gonna be intense. They go by so fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then we waited ten months. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lord Latone saying until next week. And I am King in the West, Dino Red. And we're out of here. Dead will never die. <laughs>